Part 2, Chapter 15 of The Magnificent Adventure. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ritu, Canada. The Magnificent Adventure by Emerson Huff. Mr. Jefferson's Advice. Mern, my boy, said Thomas Jefferson when at length they two were alone once more in the little office. I cannot say what your return means to me. You come as one from the grave, you resurrect another from the grave. Meaning, Mr. Jefferson, you surely have heard that my administration is in sad disrepute. There is no man in the country hated so bitterly as myself. We are struggling on the very verge of war. I heard some talk in the West, Mr. Jefferson, hesitated Meriwether Lewis. Yes, they call this Louisiana purchase, on which I had set my heart, nothing but extravagance. The machinations of Colonel Burr have added nothing to its reputation. General Jackson is with Burr and many other strong friends, and meantime you know where Burr himself is? In the Richmond jail. I understand that his friend Mr. Merry has gone yonder to visit him. Our country is degenerated to be no more than a scheming ground, a plotting place for other powers. You come back just in the nick of time. You have saved this administration. You bring back success with you. If the issue of your expedition were anything else, I scarce know what would be my own case here. For myself, that would have mattered little. But as to this country for which I have planned so much, your failure would have cost us all the Mississippi Valley, besides all the valley of the Missouri and the Columbia. Yes, had you not succeeded, Aaron Burr would have succeeded. Instead of a great republic reaching from ocean to ocean, we should have had a scattered coterie of states of no endurance, no continuity, no power. Thank God for the presence of one great, splendid thing gloriously done. You cannot, do not, begin to measure its importance. We are glad that you have been pleased, Mr. Jefferson, said Lewis simply. Pleased? Pleased? Say rather that I am saved. Say rather that this country is saved. Had you proved disloyal to me? Had you for any cause turned back? He went on. Think what had been the result. What a load although you knew it not, was placed on your shoulders. Suppose that you had turned back on the trail last year or the summer before. Suppose you had not gotten beyond the Mandans. Can you measure the difference for this republic? Can you begin to see what responsibility rested on you? Had you failed, you would have dragged the flag of your country in the dust. Had you come back any time before you did, then you might have called yourself the man who ruined his president, his friend, his country. And I nearly did, Mr. Jefferson, broke out Meriwether Lewis. Do not praise me too much. I was tempted. The old man turned toward him, his face grave. You are honest. I value that above all in you. You are punctilious to have no praise, not honestly won. Listen now. He leaned toward the young man who sat beside him. I know, I knew all along how you were tempted. She came here, Theodosia, the very day you left. Lewis nodded, mute. In some way I knew the conspirators fought against your success and mine. I knew what agencies they intended to use against you, 
it was this woman had you failed i should have known why i know many things whether or not you do i know the character of aaron burr well enough he has been crazed carried away by his own ambitions god alone knows where he would have stopped he has been a man not surpassed in duplicity he would stop at nothing moreover he could make black look white he did so for his daughter she believed in him absolutely and knowing somewhat of his plans i imagine that he would use the attraction of that young lady for you the power which all things considered she might be supposed to possess with you i knew the depth of your regard for her the deeper for its hopelessness and more than all i knew the intentness and resolution of your character it was one motive against the other which was the stronger you were a young man the hot blood of youth was yours and i know its power had the woman not been married i should have lost you would have sold a crown for her it was honor saved you your personal honor that was what brought us success no country is bigger than the personal honor of its gentlemen the bowed head of meriwether lewis was his only answer the keen-faced old man went on i knew that before you had left the mouth of the ohio river he would do his best to stop you i knew it before you had left harper's ferry but i placed the issue in the lap of the gods i applied to you all the tests the severest tests that one man can to another i let you alone for a year two years three years i did not know but now i do know and the answer is yonder flag which you have carried from one ocean to the other the answer is in this map all these hides scrawled in coal all those new thousands of miles of land our land god keep it safe for us always and may the people one day know who really secured it for them it was not so much thomas jefferson as it was meriwether lewis each time i dreamed that my subtle enemies were tempting you i prayed in my own soul that you would be strong that you would go on that you would be loyal to your duty no matter what the cost god answered those prayers my boy whatever was your need whatever price you paid you did what i prayed you would do when the months passed and you did not come back i knew that not even the woman you loved could have called you back i knew that you had learned the priceless lessons of renunciation of sacrifice through which alone the great deeds of the world always have been done meriwether lewis stood before his chief cold and pale unable to complete much speech thomas jefferson looked at him for a moment before he went on my boy you are so simple that you will not understand you do not understand how well i understand you these things are not done without cost if there was punishment for you you took that punishment or you will you kept your oath as an officer and your unwritten oath as a gentleman it is a great thing for a man to have his honor altogether unsullied mr jefferson the young man before him lifted a hand his face was ghastly pale do not said he do not i beg of you what is it mern exclaimed the old man what have i done you speak of my honor do not indeed you touch me deep thomas jefferson wise old man raised a hand i shall never listen my son said he i will accord to you the right of hot blood to run hot you would not be a man worth knowing were it not so 
all i know or will know is that whatever the price you have paid it or will pay it but tell me mern can you not tear her from your soul it will ruin you this hopeless attachment which you cherish is it always to remain with you i bid you find some other woman the best in the land are waiting for you mr jefferson i shall never marry the two sat looking into each other's eyes for just a moment said thomas jefferson at length slowly so you have come back with all happiness all success for me and for others but not for yourself such proving as you have had has fallen to the lot of but few men i know now how great has been the cost i see it in your face the fifteen millions i paid for yonder lands was nothing we have bought them with the happiness of a human soul the transient gratitude of this republic the honor of that little paper bah they are nothing but perhaps it may be something for you to know that at least one friend understands lewis did not speak what is lost is lost the president began again after a time what is broken is broken but see how clearly i look into your soul you are not thinking now of what you can do for yourself you're not thinking of your new rank your honors you're asking now at this moment what you can do for her is it not so the smile that came upon the young man's face was a beautiful a wonderful thing to see it made the wise old man sad to see it but thoughtful too she's at richmond mern said mr jefferson a moment later the young man nodded and the greatest boon she could ask would be her father's freedom the freedom of the man who sought to ruin this country the man whom i scarcely dare release the thin lips compressed for a moment it was not in implacable vengeful zeal it was but in thought now then said thomas jefferson sharply there comes a veil a curtain between you and me and all the world no record must show that either of us raised a hand against the full action of the law or planned that colonel burr should not suffer the full penalty of the code yes for him that is true but not for his daughter mr jefferson the face of meriwether lewis was strangely moved i see the actual greatness of your soul but i ask nothing why in my heart i feel like flinging open every prison door in the world if you have gained an empire for your country and paid for it as you have could not a great and rich country afford to pay to the extent of a woman's happiness when a king is crowned he sets free the criminals and this day i feel as proud and happy as if i were a king and king of the greatest empire of, of all the world i know well who assured that kingdom let me be then he raised his long hand say nothing do nothing and let this and all talk between us of these matters i know you can keep your own counsel lewis bowed silently go to richmond mern you will find there a broken conspirator and his unhappy daughter both are ostracized none is so poor as to do either of them reverence she has no door open to her now though but lately she was daughter of the vice-president the rich mrs alston wife of the governor of her state go to them now tell colonel burr that the president will not ask mercy for him john marshall is on the bench there but before him is a jury john randolph is foreman of that jury it is there that case will be tried in the jury room and politics will try it go to theodosia mern in her desperate need but what can i do mr jefferson broke out his listener do precisely what i tell you 
go to that social outcast take her on your arm before all the world and before that jury sit there before all richmond and their jury an hour or so will do do that and then as i did when i trusted you ask no questions but leave it on the knees of the gods if you can call me chief in other matters the president concluded and can call me chief in that fashion of thought which men call religion as well let me give you unction and absolution my son it is all that i have to give to one whom i have always loved as if he were my own son this is all i can do for you it may fail but i would rather trust that jury to be right than trust myself today because i repeat i feel like flinging open every prison door in all the world and telling every erring stumbling man to try once more to do what his soul tells him he ought to do end of part 2 chapter 15